This is way too honest, but I'm going to say it anyways. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Way Too Honest podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Tara. And um, I am so excited to talk to you today because I just feel like... So full of happiness to be looking at my face. Absolutely. How did you know? You literally just took the words right I out knew of it. Mouth. I knew it. No, but honestly, what are you excited about? I just, you know... After like our last conversation, I feel like I learned so much more about you. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just so excited to like continue to learn about you. Is that let's, weird? No, let's peel back the onions. Yeah. Like, oh, do you remember? Okay. I know we both love Florence Pugh, but do you remember when she's like, <gasps> ogres have layers, onions have layers. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. Sorry. Um, Completely side note. We both love Florence Pugh. Yeah. Um, But I'm just so excited because I feel like even though we're good friends outside of the pod, mm-hmm. I feel like this podcast makes our friendship better me too in a weird way i don't know it's just a lot more intimate and i really am excited me too um so how was your week my week was very kind of boring i mean i talked about in the last episode that i tore my calf muscle which basically means i'm sitting at home all day long like i have i mean there's some errands i have to do no matter what but unfortunately like my doctor just keeps giving me these like exercises to do like oh do these heel stands and if you do this many reps and blah 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 then you're good for this amount of walking and all of this stuff and i'm kind of like Mm, I can't even do one of these. So like, what are we talking about here? Like how much rest and how much icing and how much whatever do I need? So I'm kind of like existing pretty chill because I am on like rest rest orders, which is fantastic. Um, Still not sleeping. Okay. Because I'm sending Kristen messages about it. But um, I'm... I guess I'm using this time to like try and get a lot of things done. I wouldn't have otherwise okay. read books. I haven't read. I mean, oh, these are amazing. leisure activities, but like read books. I haven't read before. I'm reading Jurassic Park. Oh. Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. Na, 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 na. I okay, real, real quick side, fun tangent. I don't understand how like Steven Spielberg was like, Hey, Mr. John Williams, my good friend. How about you write the score to my fun little dinosaur theme park movie? And John Williams was like, I'm going to write something fucking biblical. Oh, yeah. Like, it is gorgeous. He fucking threw down the gauntlet and said, Oh, my God. What, bitch? It was so good. Yeah. I want I want to walk down the aisle to that shit. Like, it's so, it's like, it, I want, I want the, I want King, I want Prince Charles <laughs> to be kinged or like crown kinged. Yeah. Crowned king of the United Kingdom to the music from Jurassic Park. Because I just think it fits better than um, Zadok the Priest, which, by the way, never knew that song was called Zadok the Priest until I saw the subtitles on The Crown. Oh, my God. <laughs> that song where they're like, Zadok the Priest. Ugh. Like when they're walking down like the, and they're going to yeah. get whatever. And I was like, that's what they're saying? That's, they're saying Zadok the I Priest? hate music that you listen to that you can literally not understand what they're saying. Oh, my God. It's. I mean, this is kind of like, God, what did, did they call it Gregorian? What did they call it? Like, it's like monk chanting music. Yeah. But I was just like, I thought it was like Latin. I didn't yeah. know they're actually saying English words. And yeah. it was, I mean, I wouldn't imagine. Zadok the priest. But no, it should definitely be <laughs> the like overture to the Jurassic Park. Yeah. Sweet music. Um, That's amazing. But um, I'm reading it. It's good. I've already gotten to like, it's, it's segmented kind of weird, the book. Um, but I'm excited because Jurassic Park is my favorite yeah. movie of all time. And it's, I'm excited to see kind of like the differences. Like already there's something that they actually use for the opening of the Lost World movie that I'm like, wait, I'm reading this and I'm like, pretty sure this is like really alluding to what the opening of the Lost World was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I'm excited. And they're, they're going somewhere they didn't have in the movie already. I, I, anyway, I'm reading a book I've wanted to read for a long time and haven't. I also don't read a lot of nonfiction because I'm very into self-help books. Um, I love not, and I also like biographies. I love okay. nonfiction. I'm also, I also bought this book and I, I want to say it's called Unfuck Your Brain, but I know that. Oh, un- hell yeah. But I, there is a book called Unfuck Your Brain and this is not it, but I feel like this one all should be called, also should be called Unfuck Your Brain. I think it's called How to Lose Your Mind and Get a New One. Oh. I think. And I was looking at it and this guy, the fact he's a chiropractor kind of throws me off because I'm kind of like, funky. why is a chiropractor giving this? But the reviews are amazing okay. for it. And I went to a bunch of different like outlets to see. But basically he's using like the science of quantum physics. I'm not kidding. To show how we shape our own reality and literally anything we want to be. I mean, you can't be president, but right. like we have the power with our minds to to shape our reality. Now, to me, just reading the synopsis sounds very egocentric. Yeah. So I'm giving it a chance. Okay. Because I'm very into manifesting. And we if love I have, manifestation. Love manifestations. And if I have some power, if I really applied myself, because yeah. the mind is a powerful thing, mm-hmm. even if it's just changing my reality within my own viewpoint, yep. guess what? I live my entire life through my viewpoint. Yeah. I would love to feel like I look hot and sexy and that Fuck I'm capable yeah. and competent every single day I walk out the door. Hell yeah. Who cares if it's not true to everyone else, if it's true to, me. it's true to me. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of like, maybe this book will be great. So I'm going to give that one a shot after I'm done with Jurassic Park. Um, but yeah, so I'm just doing leisure activities, but also in the back of my mind, the entire time I'm super stressed that like, I didn't get enough time to rest and I need to get, I need to take more time and I'm, my healing's not going as fast as I want it to. Yeah. And, uh, I'm kind of at the mercy of, um, not being as powerful in X-Men on the self-healing as I wanted to be. Um, but overall chill, but also in, I think as the void of activity or the void of, yeah. um, the demands of the world having to rest um, is a big black hole. My mind goes, that's where we're going to shove all your anxiety. Of course. Oh, well, why not? Look, you made room. You yeah. made more room. Fantastic. Extra. Here you yeah. go. It's <laughs> great. We're just going to shove yeah. every anxiety we can possibly think of right there. For sure. And uh, we'll see you at bedtime at 730 in the morning. Yeah. I will. I look forward to your 530 a.m. text. Wonderful. How was your week? <laughs> um, mine was good. I went to a convention, which was so fun. Um, it looked fun. Yeah, it was very interesting to be surrounded by, like, people who are so passionate about, like, Pokemon and anime. Mm-hmm. And I am not, really. I know nothing about Pokemon. Like, and if Ryan didn't, like, run a Pokemon business, like, mm-hmm. I would not honestly give a shit. Yeah. But it was so fun to, like, walk around and, like, gonna nerd out here for a second. I collect Pokemon cards, but I do it based off of the artwork that's there. Well, I liked and when so, you did that which Pokemon am I thing on your Instagram story last night, and I didn't know what character you got either, but and I don't think Jinx. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know if you even knew because you were just like, I'm feeling the tits. Like yeah. it was a character that had good tits. Yeah. Um I'm like, that's so, how I would rate Pokemon. Yeah, and so it was really kind of fun because although I didn't really have much stake in the game, I got a whole bunch of like cards and stuff that I just liked the artwork of. Yeah. Um, and so if you go in like my binder of like my Pokemon cards, this is some so fucking lame. Um I have a dinosaur page. That's not lame. That's amazing. And so I just like it. It's just really silly and it's just fun. Um, But it's also really cool to see all these different people from all different like ages from like there are people who are our age. Yeah. With multiple cards that they're trying to sell for over six thousand dollars. Literally pieces of paper. And like 
They don't care if they sell it or leave it. I literally, I'm not even fucking kidding you. I saw somebody drop $17,000. What? On Pokemon cards. I need a more lucrative hobby immediately. Literally. Immediately. And it was Instead just. Instead of reselling bags on Mercari. But it was just so fucking cool to see people be so passionate about yeah. something. Um, and it really just kind of like, not like restored my faith, but it was just like, you know what? I really need it's to. It's energizing. Yeah. It is I really energizing. need to do what I'm passionate about. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was just really kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And I went with Ryan and his friends. And it was just so different from my everyday. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God, I love this for everybody, you know? Oh, I like that you're vibing <laughs> off everyone else's happiness and passion. That's great. Yeah. And then, you know, I also went to CPK in the middle of it. And I got Ooh. mac and cheese. And you know what? You can never be in a bad mood when you have mac and cheese. Um, So that's literally been my la- like That's been my week. That's Gearing fantastic. up for the convention and then now coming down from the Pop convention. Pop in your bronchitis meds, your inhaler every now oh and then. Oh my God. You guys, I, I don't know if you've ever taken steroids, but those motherfuckers taste disgusting. Was that, was that a comment to the general audience or to me? To anybody. Because they're foul. Okay. Because you haven't even gotten... You're, okay. Remember when you were said you were taking steroids mm-hmm. and I asked you how many days yeah. and you said like four and I was like, oh, you're fine. You don't even want to know what yeah. happens when you're on those long term. I mean, I had them one time when I had mono. I had them for two weeks. Um, and that's getting, but that like, can be, that can be a long time. You can get side effects from that. But the, like, and this is again so niche. I'm so sorry. They dissolve too fast. So, the, like, getting them down your throat is such a fucking race. Wait, wait, wait. Is it, but are you sure it's not a dissolve under? T- no, no, I'm sure I would it's imagine not. there's no way. This thing well, tastes I mean, so heinous. Even, even so, it's getting into your bloodstream. Like, if it's dissolving yeah. in your mouth, it's doing its job still. So, I literally look like a four year old who's ooh, never taken. <laughs> I literally, I'm not kidding. I fill my mouth up with like liquid and I dump back <laughs> and I like <gasps> pill on one side, straw on the other. <sighs> yeah, because it's just the worst. Um, but yeah, and then I've just literally just been vibing and it's been so nice. I know it's not, it's not fun to be injured and it's not fun to be sick. That's for sure. But sometimes you have to wonder if the universe makes it happen. Cause I feel like as we get older, it's going to happen anyway. It's for something or other, um, makes it happen when you really need it. And there's no other way you're going to get that break. Of course. Yeah. And honestly, like you were saying earlier, like manifestation, um, oh my God, please we, break my leg. Oh universe. I would love to break my leg. <laughs> we were both talking about before both of us got injured and I got sick, how nice it would be to just go on vacation and just kind of yes. just nap, catch up on sleep. And, and then sure as shit, we both get fucked up at the same time. Uh, I know I'm not saying anything, but universe girlfriend, if you next time you could give us a break when we're both perfectly healthy, uh huh, that would be cool. Thanks, gal. For sure. Um, but my question yeah. is, so if you go on vacation, are you more of a, and it might, be, eh, I'm going to factor this in because this is, re, this is how, this is where we are right now in life. Uh, not being able to travel a lot because of the pandemic international right. wise, but when you travel in general, considering all things, are you more of a trip person? Like I'm going to go have experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see the sites. I'm going to do all of this. Or are you a, I just want to fucking rest in a very pretty place. It depends on the vibe for me. Okay. And I'm glad that you brought this up because I was thinking about this earlier. Really? With with you particularly going on vacation and your sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it depends on the vibe, right? So I'm going Wait, to New I'm York. I'm going on vacation? No. Just like with your sleep schedule because I was thinking oh, about oh, you earlier. Oh, and being on vacation. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, wait, did I have something going on in my life that I do not know about? No, but wouldn't that be fun? What, what if I just told you right now you're going on like a two-week vacation to the like Bahamas? Like Ed McMahon knocking on my door. I, <laughs> I would love that. Um, But like, so I'm going to New York. Mm-hmm. 
in October. New Bitch. York is my place. Baby, I have a whole list of shit I'm going to do oh, I know. on my notes app. But I also have this alternative dream where I am somewhere tropical and it's all inclusive, even though I don't drink that much. But I can go swim up to the bar. I can get swim an iced up bars. tea. I will never get over how luxurious and yeah. wonderful and, swim up bars and are. And I can you know, swim up to the bar, get an iced tea, get a side of fries, eat nibble on my fries, go back to my little... Mm-hmm you know, lounger, mm-hmm. read my spicy books and then go get another drink when I want. Like mm-hmm. I have two different versions. Mm-hmm. It honestly just depends on the vibe. True. What about you? So I feel like when it comes down to it, I end up being more of an experienced person mm-hmm. just because I get in the mindset of like, you're never going to be here again. You don't know mm-hmm. if you're ever going to be here again. Yeah. So when I went to Bora Bora, I would get up every morning at sunrise because I'm a photographer too. Now, now I'm a hobby. I used to do it as a career. Now I'm a hobbyist. Um, and before I went to Bora Bora, I had never traveled. I mean, I lived in Hawaii the entire time, but the entire time I lived in Hawaii, I was not a photographer yet. I hadn't even picked up a camera. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had never shot landscape that was tropical. Wow. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I did tons of different other landscapes, but I never done tropical. Um, and so I was really excited. I was also really out of practice. So I budgeted, like I was going to have to make, take more time to like get used to the camera again and all my little tricks I would use and things, but I would get up early cause I didn't want to miss one of the sunsets. Right. Oh, it's a shitty sunset. I'll do it tomorrow. And so I, I mean, I got rest, but I was prioritizing experiences of course. more so. Um, I tend to do that more, but there's a part of me that just wants to rest. And it's just kind of funny. This came up cause I don't think we were planning to talk about this, no. but yesterday well my ultimate my number one place to go and has has my number one place since like 2015 um is japan which is oh. impossible to travel to until, unless you find some loophole which some people have but like right. i i would love to go to japan and there are so many things in japan i want to see it'd be like honestly like a two-week trip for just japan but then i was like blue sky in it mm-hmm. so i was like what would i do if i could take like a month and i was literally mapping an itinerary if you don't do the real life mario kart i'm going to see you the real life mario kart yeah what do you mean super mario world no literally in tokyo you can get an international license. Oh my license god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's right. Real thing. That's right. That's right. Oh, I want to do you can everything. Add that to your itinerary. I had a, the robot restaurant on my itinerary <gasps> for so long, oh. but I feel like it's such a tourist thing now. I don't want to be one of those people, but I feel like I've I feel like I've already experienced it because I've seen it from yeah. bloggers and travel influencers and just friends and stuff just beat into my head. I feel like I've seen the whole fucking show already. Fair, but um. I want to go to all those little weird animal cafes. Oh, yeah. I want to go get like souffle pancakes. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing aquarium on Okinawa I want to see. And that's a, that's like basically a flight, I'm pretty sure, because Okinawa is an island. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like Tokyo to Kyoto to Nara to Absolutely. Osaka to, you know, uh, Okinawa and all that stuff. And then I was like, then I would hop over to Shanghai, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I have all my days I would do at each one. And then I would do probably Hanoi. I'm saying that right in Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, Phuket, Thailand, Singapore, over to Bali, Fiji, oh. Bora Bora, oh. and then home. That's the dream Asia itinerary, obviously going to the South Pacific, but I'm just doing a whole ring of fire tour here. I love that. And that's what a my dream. Th- and then, so I doing all the experience stuff. And then I feel like Bali is somewhat of an experience because yeah. there's a lot of things to see, but really toward the end of that trip, so many days I'd have reserved just to vibe out. Yeah. Fully just vibe out. I don't need to have a million experiences in Fiji. I just need to be in Fiji. Yeah. 
that's all. That's all I want. I need for this to be an e pray love thing for you. I know. I I would. Ugh. I would love to have the money to just be like, you know what? I need to go find myself, and I'm going to go do this two month tour of Asia. Oh, how beautiful though! And then meet someone incredibly rich, like a movie in Singapore, and be like, there I'm going to go do my you know, Bali, Fiji, for yeah. a bore thing, and then just hop right back over to Singapore. Hell yeah, why not? Manifest that shit. I know I should. <laughs> I would love, but the second, and the thing is, the second those, you know, those immigration gates to Japan open up again, okay, there's yeah. going to be a, a freaking land rush for it. So I just, I don't know when I'm actually going to get over there again, but yeah. that'd be really nice. I, But I, yeah, I'm an experienced person who dreams of being uh mm-hmm. I'm just going to nap. That's nothing. I can't, it's hard to nap on vacation. Cause I'm like, you, you could be doing something. You're paying to be here. Yeah. And you're already have like, you sleep at night. That's how the human, the human brain works. And now you're sleeping through what you're paying for. Yeah. That's always in my head too. The most, I need to get the most bang for my buck. Well, cause that's what I was thinking about too. Cause I was like, Tara's been to all these fucking cool ass places. I really have. And this really motherfucker is up at five 30 in the morning. Like you have to sleep sometime. So like, I was like, does your insomnia know that you're on vacation and like let you sleep? No, it doesn't let me shit though. And I think that's I think a travel constipation is such a thing for people. Um, I like, well, I would imagine because you're eating, I'm sure, all these different types of cuisines and your body's just honestly. Not used to my it. belief is that everybody has low grade travel anxiety, everyone that they don't even process, and your body just knows you're not at home. Oh, that's what that's where I think travel constipation comes in is that your body is just all tightened up because so much goes into travel traveling yeah. and that your body just fully knows like you're not in a foreign place. You're not at home yeah, and like not safe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I looked it up right now, there's like some doctors come up with an answer sure. for it, but travel constipation is a thing. Um, that's the only thing about traveling. I don't like, well, I mean, actually when anything goes wrong when traveling, it becomes like so high stakes and such a big deal. But, um, yeah, I would just be really tired all the time mostly. And usually I'm just so jazzed to be somewhere I yeah. can rally. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yep, rally. And then when I went to Europe when I graduated college with my mom, we Aww. spent a month in Europe. Oh, how beautiful. We got there. I'm going to date it, but we got there two days before that fucking volcano in Iceland erupted and trapped oh, everyone no. on the continent. But the thing is, we didn't get trapped because we had got there two days ago and we had a month there. So by the time it was time for us to leave, they had the volcano had yeah. calmed down. Yeah. But it was really hard to travel on the continent on trains Ugh. because no one could fly anywhere. Yeah. At all. But it was really, and it was really weird. We were at Stonehenge and it was fucking freezing. It's the coldest I've ever been in my entire goddamn life. And I was like standing on a goddamn glacier in Iceland before. I would... The Salisbury Plains in England are so cold at 630 in the morning. That's crazy. I went back on the coach because they called the bus the coach um, just to like take off my shoes and start rubbing my feet so yeah. they wouldn't feel like bricks. Um, and a couple of people had come in and then the, the tour guide comes in and he's like, um, I'm not sure if this is going to affect your travel plans for anyone in here, but they shut down the airport in Edinburgh. They're going to shut down Heathrow. And we're, you know, we're thinking terrorist attack, right? Of course. And we're like, what happened? And he goes a volcano in iceland i'm hearing and we're like what are you talking about what are you talking it was just the weirdest thing and then to be trapped there for that entire month was kind of funny um but that was a very i mean any euro trip is a go 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 experience oh yeah i mean i see all these people in europe right now 
I'm just so fucking Everyone's jealous. going to fucking Italy and France. Mostly Italy. Yeah. But everyone's going to Italy and France. Yeah. All I mean, not that it hasn't been popular to visit before, but... No. No, literally, but like very specific places and they're all going to the same fucking place. And also, not to be that bitch, but they're all fucking buying designer handbags. They are! I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm so happy for you and your little like mini Kelly, but shut the fuck up. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have that luxury right now, okay? Mm-mm. I don't need to see your Dior, like, gorgeous saddlebag. Thank you very much. That's a very cute little sundress with lemons yeah. you have on it. On, on your beautiful vine-covered patio yeah. on the Amalfi Coast. I fucking get it. Yeah. Should be me. But like, whatever. I'm so happy for you. I'm over here coughing my freaking brains out using my inhaler, mm-hmm. taking my nasty-ass steroids, and you're over there enjoying pasta, fresh pasta, fresh living pasta. your best life with your new Chanel bag that you got on sale pretty much because you bought it out there mm-hmm. and you'd uh, no, I'm sorry. Get out. Yeah. I hate you. I hate I, you so much. This, this was a vacation. There's someone I follow who seems like a very nice girl. And I, I tweeted it, but basically she bought my dream bag. She's on vacation. <sighs> she's in, she's in, she's not in Europe, but she's, and she was like, like, Oh, she, you know, taking the photo of outside the Chanel store. Should I go in and take advantage of like the, you know, lower tax mm-hmm. sales tax? And then, you know, showing the bag she's going to get. And then, like, of course, the, the bag all boxed up, saying, like, oops. Um, first of all, such a flex. I am happy for you because if I could buy a bag, I would probably post stories literally exactly like that. I'd probably move in it. Like, literally <laughs> set up camp. Mm-hmm. But it happened to be my absolute dream bag. And I put it on my Twitter because I don't know another way to explain it. But you know how sometimes you'll see a couple get engaged or something? And you're nowhere near that. <laughs> and you'll just feel so far behind in life. Yeah. Like feel like a sad sack, feel so far behind, have a total like existential crisis at the same time, uh, a, like a insecurity crisis and you're beating yourself up and all these things. That's how I felt about someone buying my dream bag. Yeah. I felt exactly like that. It felt exactly like, I don't know, someone getting, someone you hate, some chick that you hate getting engaged and you're like, you don't get to win. You don't get to do yeah. anything before I get to do yeah. it. That's how it felt for this very lovely girl to buy my dream bag. Yeah. And I was just like, what are you doing with your life? For sure. Why are you not there yet? Oh, and yeah. it, 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 I started beating myself up and it's so stupid, but like, you know what? I take my handbags very seriously. And like, if that one, if that's my dream, if yeah. that's my dream, that's my dream. Yeah. So, um, this is actually the perfect segue, um, into our topic for today. Um, I feel very strongly, uh, I, I think as of right now, I think about, potentially trying to get a work from home corporate girly job-esque okay here's why number one i saw this one tiktok and like okay don't fucking come for me okay i saw all this shit on tiktok i did not do any research into this this is purely coming from my yeah, TikTok. You're, you're looking at p- uneducated opinions and opinions we have no right to have this yes. is that podcast <clears throat> okay so tiktok number one was a girl who said um what i spent in a month as a tech girly in San Fran. Oh so God. her rent was 3000 And basically right. all her other expenses ended up being around the seven to $8,000 a month. And then at the very end, she throws in a little tidbit of not including what I invested. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, you, you make how, how much, how much do you make as a girl who works from home? in San Francisco, in tech. And then I saw a second TikTok where it was talking about how, like, like wealth in America and how, you know, 
if you're in the top 1%, you make $450,000 a year. But um, we don't really give a shit unless you make a million dollars or more a year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so then, I don't think we give a shit unless you make at least $100 million or more. So then I'm like, okay, what jobs would put you in that 1%? Or what kind of jobs, you know, do you get to where you can spend seven eight thousand dollars in one month yeah and still have money to invest because if i if i could do that then i could buy my chanel boy bag yeah and then that's fine and then i'm happy yeah i don't you know I mean, what I mean? want my chanel boy bag my god like yeah. i'm not asking for the world yes but i would also you know like to envision a life where i also have a mini kelly because i see all these people just waltz in when we speak about investments i think they call it mailbox money. mailbox money is the dream yeah mailbox money is you know what that is right no mail <laughs> I was agreeing. <laughs> Mailbox money is a term they use for people who like have basically side hustle and projects that they're passive about. So oh, like yeah. investments, mm-hmm. patents, royalties on things, yeah. anything like that. And you just get sent checks. Yeah. I mean, even you can even say landlord money, landlords are technically for mailbox sure. money if you want to stretch it that far. But really it's about passive income that just yeah. comes to you because of, you know, some like weird technicality or one thing you did one time. Um yeah. Or trust fund stuff or inheriting shares, things like that. Yeah. Mailbox money is the dream. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I bust my ass at work. That's physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then I go on TikTok and I have like the, the people have the audacity to romanticize their work from home situations mm-hmm. to me. And now I'm sitting here considering, okay, all right, well, what... What if I got a work from home job? What would that look like? Could I actually get away with a midday shower? A midday walk if I wanted to? Could I technically be working from home and like doing something else? Like if I got that, um, I saw this stupid fucking device. It's literally like a box and you put your mouse in it and it literally just jiggles. So it makes it look like <laughs> you're being active on your computer. Oh, that's something I was going to bring up when it yeah. came to like, I was going to bring up some like negative things about work from home. Cause I do, I know some people who work from home and their lives sound amazing. I know some, some people that work from home and their lives, I would never trade for their job Yeah, because they were customer service or they have a job where their productivity is measured productivity. And yeah. And they do it because they look at how often you're moving yeah. your mouse and there are things you can buy that will move your mouse every 30 seconds mm-hmm. or move it like you're talking about. Yeah. And because if they're just looking at productivity, like you could be doing anything, but that's very big brothery. And like, I already feel like, and I feel like anybody yeah. in a job feels like this, that your <laughs> boss or your leadership or your corporation, your company, whatever is always watching. Yeah. And like, you can't even like go to the bathroom without them, like throwing, like, I don't know, like, like not wage theft. That's when they do it to us. What is it? Time theft. Yeah. Is it, is it time theft? I don't know what it's called. When you are like stealing money from the company right. by like not working is what it is. Yeah. And like, yeah, I freak out. Like, was I in the bathroom too long? And I felt like that almost every job I've had because like we grew up in capitalism and capitalism is like, if you're not productive, you're yeah. fucking useless to the company and you're yeah. useless to the world. And so like, I'm always expecting to get in trouble for it. Um, and so the, if I'm looking at work from home jobs and I'm like, it's like that, but in your own home where I'm safe and lazy. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Or like you, but like also, I mean, we talked about last week how we wanted to start, you stop using like DoorDash and shit like that. Yeah. Which by the way, after we filmed that episode, both of us fucking failed because 100%. we both ordered DoorDash. Yep. Um, but I could probably take such better care of myself. I could probably actually cook for myself. Yeah. Because I could have 
my laptop on and if I'm in some sort of meeting, I could be listening to whatever's yeah. going on and I could be cutting my chicken and, you know, actually eating a decent meal that's not McDonald's 10-piece chicken nuggets. There was a period in my, t- in my, I was in my youth, my God, like I'm fucking 80, but in my childhood when I was growing up, my mom, um, she worked from home for a good portion of time. I think I was, I was like 16, I was like the end of high school. Um, and I was like, great, my mom's always going to be here. This is fantastic. No, no, no. She was working. She was working. Yeah. But there what there were a lot of times where she could she had a little Bluetooth back uh-huh. when they were like literally looked like the Britney Spears microphone. Uh, she could walk around the house and get stuff done. She can mute them because it was always conference calls. Mm-hmm. All, all I remember from growing up are conference calls. So she could easily mute them until mm-hmm. she heard her name. Mm-hmm. So she could like talk to us, help us with dinner, do yeah. stuff around the house, and she could run errands as long as she was available to join the conference call yeah. or whatever. Um, on a side note, we, we rented a house at that time. It was a, it was a, it was me, my mom, my sister. It was a really nice, like three to four bedroom house, two Beautiful. bathrooms in a nice area in Orange County. Um, you know how much the rent was in 2002? I mean, probably so expensive for the time, but probably as of right now, a dream, like $2,000 right on the money. Hell yeah. $2,000 a month for like a three to four bedroom house. I don't remember exactly. Um, two bathrooms, had a pool in a really oh, nice neighborhood around all these schools, 2000 a month. And I remember looking at her paycheck once and breaking it down and she was getting paid like 23 or $24 hourly, mm-hmm. which now is like, <laughs> and then, but back then yeah. I was like, holy shit, I hope I can one day make 23. Cause I think honestly now for the amount of work she was doing, I honestly think now it'd probably be like $75 yeah. or something insane when you're talking about 20 year difference. Yeah. But I remember looking at that and being like, I, I hope to one day see 20 something per oh, yeah. hour as my rate of pay. Yeah. The dream. It's just so crazy. Oh, but yeah. she had a good work from home situation. I think a lot of people do that too. And now it's with Zoom mm-hmm. where they just kind of like do their own thing and then yeah. jump in when, I mean, now they have Zoom backgrounds. So you didn't have to fucking clean oh, your house. You can live like a fucking pig and shit and literally have just a cool background. Yeah. Well, and like now I see like these, like these, like transforming treadmills that people are doing oh yeah like are like standing desks yeah and they have this little almost like step thing that you can do to like keep your mind active and like your body active at the same Mm -hmm. time which i think is so fucking cool and but like in my brain i also think that if i got a work from home uh job i feel like it would also be kind of toxic for me because like i totally think it would be toxic granted i since we work at a job where we actually have to go yeah we can there is no absolutely no fucking way that we can work from home no um and so financially right now i'm hurting that'd be really funny though like but financially right now i'm hurting a little bit because i've had to take so much time off because i wasn't anticipating it same (coughs) but apparently thanks to the universe i needed to take the time off and i needed to take care of myself Mm -hmm. but if i worked from home and i could do stuff from my couch or my bed Mm. i feel like i would never take a day off because why would i i would essentially be still be as as long as i'm not like literally in the hospital or like dying or like something like life changing didn't happen well that's why i've always appreciated since so many people work from home now i've always appreciated those tiktoks that float around i think one woman has has a just a tiktok for this where it's like how to word things yes. to your boss, where oh, she's just I like, love that kind of stuff. and it's all about creating boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, can you, it's like, you know, 
Saturday at 6 p.m. or something. Oh, can you take a look at this? It's like, I can take this when I'm back in the office or when my work hours start, you know, on Monday at 8 p.m. You know, I'm more than happy to do it now. But if that happens, we should probably have a conversation about compensation, about working longer than, you know, whatever. Um, And it's really all about she's she's talking to i think she said her work bestie and he's throwing back at her like the professional way to words and the yes. great boundaries and honestly i've learned so much from those oh yeah they're, they're great so great and it's it makes me feel confident because they the the way they reword it and i wish i had something i could pull up right now but i don't but just it's amazing and i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably have already seen them because they're more viral than we are um and they're fantastic and i'm yeah. like i honestly instead of like asking like an elder for help yeah. if I want to like ask for a raise or something like that, something of that component you'd be scared to ask or bring up at work. I'm 100% going to TikTok first. Oh, for sure. Or and, like when they talk about how to negotiate your rate. Yes. Oh, baby. And the I way love they, it. And they, they say something, they, they word something a certain way and you're like, oh, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. The way they worded that. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I think like TikTok once had a campaign. TikTok is kind of becoming Coca-Cola where like, why do you have fucking ad campaigns? Yeah. Like, you don't need them. Um, but they did have an ad campaign where it was like, I learned it from TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true. And by the way, if you have a TikTok and you're one of those people that holds a little, little microphone that you talk into, I am 100% watching that TikTok because I know I'm about to learn some shit. Yeah. I don't even care if the shit I'm about to learn is like, you know, the catalog of My Little Pony. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to learn something. I know I am just because you're holding a little microphone. I do actually really We like should get one for our TikTok. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're just going to do everything in a little teeny tiny microphone. Yeah. There's a girl who, uh, named Tinks who does, um, she started out as doing like little um, snarky little things like, oh, Brent Woods starter pack. And like, this is where you go grocery shopping. And like, this oh, is the I kind of that. That's actually really important for well, Los Angeles. Well, she fucking made a whole brand out of it. She now has her own smoothie at Air One. Like she's, she's up there with Hailey Bieber. Yeah. Girl, she, <coughs> she really, her and this little microphone have literally just popped the fuck off on tiktok i love this starter pack i'm totally gonna look it up oh she's great she's so fucking great um but like i just really want to know where's the sweet spot in this work from home like and how do you know how do you know it's gonna you're gonna be in that sweet spot yeah and like what what avenues right because the main ones i think of are corporate girly and finance gal and tech gal Mm -hmm. but like i i know that corporate girly is like super super fucking vague mm-hmm. but like where's a fun job that's entertaining that still allows you to be yourself but also work from home like i, I want like a, i want a job that i mean honestly i just send emails you That'd are good. really good at sending emails you are i'm very, very good at sending emails like but also unless it's like super but or emails kind of organize themselves with notifications and things that tell you something how to prioritize your like yeah. how you respond to them and i'm like oh good i'll prioritize the ones that need a response now yeah. the ones can wait till after lunch i'll do it after lunch like i i like that or i think when you think of corporate girlies you're thinking of like conference calls or this could have been an email things like that yeah. where like you just kind of check in like you're a project manager kind of a thing and i'm that might be better but i'll tell you the people who work from home that i know that literally seem like they hate their life and i'm not saying you're a miserable person if i know you and this is you i'm saying that like you talk a lot about the expectations of your job yeah and it seems and you seem overwhelmed because it's overwhelming yeah like it seems rough freelance creative people yeah graphic designers yeah um, or even customer service i would imagine dude customer service from work from home because i just you're a you guys, one man you band. guys are freaking soldiers yeah. i cannot imagine bringing customer service 
into my home, yeah. my safe space, and dealing with that type of energy. And I honestly think most most customer service is now work from home. There's a Good sense idea. of community that you lose when you work yeah. from home in certain jobs where having coworkers and having a work culture. And I'm not talking a work culture that the job creates. Right. Like, oh, we're going to be this type of company and we're all family and mm-hmm. we're going to do trust exercises. Not that fucking type of force down your throat work culture. I'm talking about the work culture you create with your coworkers. Yeah. With the people you work with that are in the trenches with you. That for certain jobs is really important to get you through. And sometimes yeah. it can be, enti- makes it w- what makes it entirely worth it. Yeah. Um, but when you're doing freelance creative gigs and stuff, I'm sure. and you already deal, because if you're a creative person, you have imposter syndrome. I'm not going to even ask if you don't. You do. If no. you're creative and do any kind of creative endeavor, you have imposter syndrome. And you got no one to bounce things off nope. of. And you just have to trust yourself. And you're dealing with a client mm-hmm. who wants things now, 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 keeps making changes, doesn't understand the scope of your work, et cetera. Like, again, and it's coming into your home. I'm very big on keeping bad energy out of my home. And I like to keep work yeah. and home separate. Which is why work from home kind of scares me. Yeah, I get it. But there are some situations that look really goddamn appealing about work from home. I don't need a I don't need a midday shower, but I would like to not wake up until eleven or noon and no one be the wiser. So I actually might have a solution for you, although it does involve moving. There's this girl that I watch. Um, her name is Brooke Highland. Mm -hmm. She was on Dance Moms. Okay, but so she, um. The, so she lives on the East Coast, mm-hmm. but the company she works for is in LA. So she literally has a oh, whole the three hours ahead. Ass, a whole yeah. three hours. Like there, she normally like wakes up and like mm-hmm. does her thing. It's eleven o'clock there. It's eight a.m. here. Yeah, when I lived in Hawaii, my mom would sometimes get done at like two because <coughs> everyone yeah. in everyone in uh, the West Coast was done in Seattle because her company is based in Seattle. Yeah, everyone's done. It's five p.m. But she wasn't expected to get to work at. 5 a.m. to yeah. compete so she would literally just be done like two it was a dream it was so nice like and that's so she'd also take our gorgeous. dog to work that's that's a perk of being the boss though so my mom amazing when she, we lived in hawaii we here's the fucked up thing so the whole time i lived in hawaii with my mom i was in college i went to school in hawaii the whole reason i transferred to go to school in hawaii besides it's hawaii is I was that say, I, what a fucking ugly ass place to go to school i know is Ugh. because i had a landing spot Hawaii is almost just expensive as Orange County in yeah. different ways, like food, utilities, way more out oh, there. Yeah. Um, so it's I, honestly, unless you're living in a dorm, uh, it's almost impossible without a landing pad. So I, I had a place to go, my mom's house. Um, but I was there for probably two years at least before I moved back to the mainland to, to do school. I lived kind of off and on there for a bit, but like permanently I left after two years. And the whole time I was there, I begged her for a dog so we'd go to the beach we went to the local beaches because we lived on opposite side of the the island from honolulu so not many tourists but and i would love watching the, everyone's dogs just like run into the water because yeah. we had reefs surrounding the beach because there was like no no like weird wild animals or anything in the water um and like play catch and uh-huh you know run with sticks i mean like oh, really yeah. idyllic like little life for a dog and i really wanted a beach dog that could run in the sand and go fetch a stick i mean this sounds like oh i want a dad to throw a football with (laughs) but like it was very it was you're sitting there in fucking hawaii on a white sand beach yeah beautiful water and there's this adorable dog running through the water i mean it's you want to make your postcard even better oh yeah and my mom didn't want a dog she didn't want it she didn't want an animal she shot me down every single time three weeks after i leave she calls me she's gonna go look at a pug puppy i'm like jane what the heck right and i was like I left three weeks ago. 
First of all, it's not really a beach dog because it's a pug. Yeah. But. Gotta be careful. Pug puppies are like the cutest fucking things so in the whole wrinkly. goddamn world. And we had, we were a pug family. We had pugs growing up. Um, So she says, I'm going to go look at a pug puppy. And I was like, first of all, you don't go look no. at a pug puppy. No. You've made you, your decision. You don't even go look at a puppy. Yeah. If you're, you've done it. You've done it. So. She comes home with this dog who is just the sweetest dog in the world. Stop. And I like went and visited like a month later <coughs> and his name was Magoo. He's gone now. Um, it was a long time ago. He was the sweetest dog in the whole world though. Oh, sweet baby. Um, but I was just like, I cannot believe. I don't remember how I got to this topic, but I'm oh, yeah. still bitter about it. That I'm like, should be. Literally, you got the dog after I left. <laughs> My mom goes to take our dog to work, you guys. That is so That's cool. That's so fucking cool. And it's, by the way, I don't care what anyone says, having a work dog is so good for morale. It's not even funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's see. My dream work from home scenario. Number one, get paid a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Number two, have to actually do very little work. Like, if I could give you maybe five to six hours of just absolute like machine brain great shit and not be okay with you that's what that's ideal that for sounds me. like a lot to me i don't want to do that but like two, if I maybe can, two hours i can do i'm down with that too <laughs> but if if you're okay with me giving you the best of myself for not a guaranteed eight hours a day because sometimes i don't have it in me yeah. but then sometimes i'm just like today when we when you came over I had I was spiraling I know. about podcast I, stuff. I loved that too. And so when I get going, I get going, and I promise you, I will give you quality shit. But if I'm not feeling it, I also need to be able to back away. Well, when a it comes well, when it comes to that, like content creation, or when it comes to creative endeavors and things like that, as much as we wish we worked on a timetable, yeah, you really have to wait until you hit your stride. Yeah, it's just like writing an essay for school. It's just writer's block, except yeah. we used to send it to other things. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. writing an essay for school, writer's so block. So if I can give you my absolute best, and you not care if it takes me four hours, eight hours, sometimes even twelve, if I'm really you know into it, mm -hmm. fantastic. But I I would need that sort of like trust and respect yeah because like i'm not i'm not somebody who can give you like half ass because i don't just do that very well mm -hmm. um but yeah so work from home when pretty much whenever i see fit yeah but obviously i'm not gonna be like oh i, I cannot work today i do not want to work today you know what i mean yeah and be paid incredibly well if it could if i could have a work from home situation that works somewhat like my online school program does where you know how like and this is not unique to me but i think most online <laughs> programs work like this most of them where let's say your your school week is you know monday to sunday yeah and you have an assignment due and you kind of have all week to do it like maybe you have to jump in and make a comment on something on a thursday and then you have to turn in like your actual assignment on a yeah. sunday but really you can pre-plan and you can yeah. figure out what days you're working and what days you have plans and do it when you have the time to do yeah. it. All it matters is that you get there at the finish line. Correct. If I could have a work from home situation where my tasks were treated the same way, yeah. that would be a fucking dream. Well, and I think, I don't think it's crazy to expect a job to have high impact days and also low impact days. Yeah. Because you can't like the way be you put that. That's very well. a hundred percent every fucking day. Cause that is not, that is not attainable whatsoever, you know? So like, sure. Cause I remember during the pandemic, you're going to get better productivity out of someone too. If you let them work when they're yeah in the zone. Well, and so I had taken meetings with people 
over the pandemic because I was thinking about getting a new job and because the whole great resignation thing was happening. So mm-hmm. I was like, great. Maybe now is a time to shoot for something that's a little bit more yeah. than what I'm qualified for technically because I hadn't graduated school yet. Um, but maybe I shoot for something because so many people need jobs, right? Yeah. Or need to fill these jobs. And so I was taking these meetings and like I'm having these like semi-professional like meetings with these people and interviews and they're just at home and like their athleisure cooking their dinner or like you know we're just mm-hmm. chatting and it's very comfortable but i'm like this is you're getting paid for this right now i know like how fucking cool is that granted i'm sure people think what we do and like the fact that we get paid for it I, people think that's cool the grass is always greener yeah but like how fucking cool is that like you get to mm-hmm. just from what it seems like as somebody who has no has done no you know research or anything to be pretty much be in charge of what you're doing with the assumption of like with the exception of you know you have a meeting at two o'clock obviously yeah you're going to attend the meeting but you don't have to be there in person no you could be on a car trip going to vegas yeah you could be you know sitting in bed yeah you could be listening and reading your kindle yeah a dream I think for work from home, I mean, it's different for everyone, what everyone wants to put up with or what their comfort zone is. There are people out there. My sister is one of them. I do not relate. That are cubicle office people. She doesn't work in a cubicle. We know what I mean. Like the very corporate. Yeah. Be in an office type of lots of paperwork, lots of duty stuff like that. Some people thrive in those environments. I am not one of those people. I need to have not odd jobs because that kind of gives a connotation of like little random tasks here and there. But I mean like odd jobs, meaning that like, it's the kind of job someone always asks, how did you get into that? Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily glamorous. It's just kind of like, I didn't know that was a job. Yeah. Or how that's it's such a niche thing. Yeah. I need to be somewhere I'm out of an office. Usually, I don't like being trapped in a specific place unless yeah. it's my bed because I love that. But when it comes to work from home and the great resignation, I wonder how much, well, I should get to my, my first point, which is I feel like, Two-thirds of work-from-home jo- jobs are traps. I could be wrong. Probably. If you, if, if, I would love to hear from some work-from-home audience members, yeah. to be honest. Tell um, us about your setup and what you do. Yeah, and if, and if you got sucked in, if someone took advantage of the fact that people were leaving jobs that treated them like shit during the pandemic, didn't care about turnover, and they were like, I'm going for something better, and you unfortunately got sucked into another company that was playing off of that desperation for... Yeah to be valued Mm -hmm. and then you got sucked into a job that was worse than the one you had before or is just as bad in a different way um but i feel like two-thirds are not good they're either high stress high impact all the time and it you know more damage is that it invades your home life and then it starts affecting when everything becomes work time everything does yeah and then there's like a third of those jobs that really are like the dream yeah but when it comes to the great resignation, I do feel, and I did read an article about this once, but I do feel it was inflated. I think it was a capitalism freakout, And I think it was more talk than anything else. Do I know a lot of people that quit their jobs? Fuck yeah. yes. And I applaud you. I support yep. you. I want good things do for it. you. Most of you are thriving. Some of you also got into those traps and I'm see you and you're, and you're making it work and you're doing what you need to do. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. But like, 
I think a lot of people were taken advantage of because they were, we had just all experienced the worst year of our lives. Oh my God. It was terrible. We thought we were going to lose family members. We did lose family members. We lost pets. We lost jobs. We were in fear of our livelihood of our homes, losing our homes. I mean, I mean, worst year of everyone's life. And then you you don't want to die. And then there's all the political stuff to boot. And then you go back to work and immediately they treat you yeah. like the pandemic never happened. Which is crazy. Yeah. And just they, there's no context for anything involved in your work life to make room for how we've all changed as people. I mean, basically to me, the pandemic was no different than World War One or World War Two. No. And how we treated soldiers and families who were who were separated during World War One and World War Two and how they came back and they were different people and they were traumatized and they needed they had different needs entirely they had different skill sets they lost certain skill sets everything it's honestly except we weren't treated like that yeah and i say we as like a generation and a workforce of course like we weren't treated like that um because the big thing with us is we living we live in capitalism and so the big thing was to get the production running we had supply yeah. shortages we had all kinds of issues yeah um and then people were quitting on top of it. Yeah. So people, I mean, it's it's just the great resignation. I really would love to actually see the data on it. I think it was more talk than anything, even though I know, like I said, I know for sure people did this. Um, but I do wonder how much of it was capitalism panic. Yeah. Than it was actually happening. Well, I would, I would imagine, and like, cause I know that this happened for me. I didn't really give a shit about like what was going on. Like, of course, like the, you know, the scare and the threat of like not having toilet paper was scary, but like what I more so took away from it was like, my life is so much more valuable than any fucking job could ever give me any amount of money. Yeah. Like the time that I have with my dog, my boyfriend, my family, that is what ultimately matters. I don't give a shit. Um, but also it made me reevaluate what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. Mm -hmm. So like how I look at it, right? So if I'm at work, my time needs to either be like better, like compensated either financially. So Mm -hmm. like I need to be compensated fairly or I need to be having such a good fucking time Mm -hmm. that it is worth me being out of like commission with my significant other and my dog and my family. Yeah. It needs, there needs to be some sort of thing. And I would imagine you need to be, you need to be either having loving your job as much as you love that. So you're okay with the imbalance in the work life balance, or they need to be paying you for such a ridiculous imbalance. Yeah. Because that the reason I work is so I can give gigabyte dinos and balls and shit like that. And we can keep a roof over. We we both work to support our pets here. Yeah. We are, you know, very avid dog or pet parents mm-hmm. um but like if you're not doing one of those things and i'm assuming other people had this realization as well mm-hmm. then it's not worth doing i had the realization like i mean to be honest i'm not gonna talk about our job too much um but just in general as a person um i became much less beat around the bush now i'm a person that is a wordy bitch who has no ability to edit herself. 
I go on long tangents. I yeah. tell stories. I'm obsessed with context. So I tell every little fucking detail <laughs> about, oh, I'm going to tell you this story when I went out to dinner. Here's how the table set looked like. Yeah. Oh, here, there were, that couple was in that corner. This is what time we got. I say every pointless yeah. fucking detail. Your memory is on lock. Honestly. No, my mom, did I tell you that my mom sent me just a quick thing the other what? day? I forget what it's called. She sent me a text. And my mom's a nurse, by the way. I said that a few times, but God, I wish I could find it. I think we talked too much. It's too far back. There's some brain thing that people have that gives them, it's not photographic memory. It's a recall memory mm-hmm. where you remember things in perfect detail. Wow. And my mom is like, I think you have this. I look it up. 60 people in the goddamn world have this. <laughs> and I'm like, as much as I would love to be a memory superhero, yeah. it is not that good. I am. Ju- I just am detail oriented. Yeah. But I immediately sent her because when we argue i'll be like then why did you say this she's like i didn't say that i'm like you said that three fucking seconds ago and then we will literally have an argument on if she yeah. said or i said something we what we both say we didn't say or whatever and this now that she's accused me of having a perfect memory su- superhuman memory <laughs> i'm like you don't even know what you just Jane, did you just backed yourself into a corner a huge girl corner. a huge oh, corner it is a no. miracle i have not thrown that back take to you back. in, in take an argument back. yet quick but um I do weirdly have a good memory. Yeah. Like I, I, will, I will remember like the color of people's shirts and yeah, weird shit like crazy. that. Well, I just remember you just talked about the, like the beginning of the lost world or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I've seen that movie once, <laughs> but like I've seen all the Marvel movies. Uh huh. I can't tell you besides like the big things like yeah. civil war and you know, end game. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what happens in what movie. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brain full of memory, useless information. And I mean, I know exact days of random things that happen in like pop. I mean, this is not things that will get me on jeopardy. I'll tell you that it's useless shit, but like, that's just so, I don't know. That's just really cool. How your brain works. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, but don't forget I have insomnia and anxiety. So yeah. But I also think that like, if you had a work from home job, Mm-hmm. that gave you the freedom to just work whenever you were like mm-hmm. vibing with, as long as they gave you like a deadline, mm-hmm. I think you'd be kind of good. I think I'd be good if it was structured. Like I said, like my online program at school is Yeah, I'm a procrastinator for sure, but not if I know I have something coming up. And I also love being able to work ahead. I love knowing that like, Hey, I have some free time this week, but I'm not going to have any free time in the next four weeks. Yeah, I can't stand, this isn't do with work, but I feel like work from home situations might be like this in some context. Um, they will like lock it down so you can't work ahead. And I'm like, who am Why? I hurting? Who am I hurting? That's stupid. Why do I have to learn at the same pace that you teach no. a class that you teach every semester and you just have your way? Of, I don't understand why you won't let someone teach yeah. themselves or something. My school did that too. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? You're grading my papers. If I'm missing something, then grade me down. Well, I'm also, if I'm getting it, I'm getting it. I'm also on doing online school because I need flexibility. This is not giving me flexibility. Thank you. Oh my God. Speaking of that. My last class, which was actually fairly not easy in terms of workload, in my opinion, um, hard topic, interesting topic. It was corporate reputation and brand reputation. Oh, so it was like reputation crises for corporations and brands. Love. It was really interesting. It was so cool. But the our final was a fucking group project. First of all, everyone knows thing you did on Chamberlain Coffee. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yes, but um, everyone knows fully that. No matter the context, group projects are fucking bullshit. I hate them. 
it's off. Everyone hates them. They're yeah. so, and I'm sorry. I don't need to be taught how to work with other people. That's no. what my fucking job is for. I don't need to be taught by school. Well, and also it's what middle school that. and my actual job. Yeah. In my that's life what is you for. did in elementary school and middle school. Thank and high you. School. I played sports. I'm good. I'm sorry. Do you have friends? Great. You can work with others. So good. Yeah. I'm happy for you. And I'm fully aware of what it's like to have someone that doesn't pull their own weight and the whole yes. team, whatever we get it. But to have a group project, for an online program. When you're a grown-ass adult. When you're a grown-ass adult and you have people living in different time zones. Yeah. Who are specifically in an online class because they live in different time zones. And they all have usually irregular schedules. Yeah. I have an irregular schedule. Yeah. Every other person in my group had an irregular schedule. We couldn't get one day to be all on at the same time. And we also... Like, I can't do this section three until you complete section two, but my only day I can do this is today. Well, the only day I can do section two is next Friday. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, like, yeah. why didn't it, it, it just made no sense. Yeah. Like, I got an A, whatever. But like, honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't me because it usually is because I can get kind of control freak in those situations. But there was one girl in the group who, God bless her soul, was so anal retentive. She like basically reformatted the whole thing. So it was consistent and cohesive. And she was saying that like people were turning in papers that some of them spoke in third person and some of them spoke in first person and it didn't match. So she was just going to change it and I'll unify it. And I was like, this okay. is so much work for you. But okay. But if you, she's like, no, I feel more comfortable doing this. And I'm like, I am you, but I don't have time for this. So I'm really happy you're in my group. Yeah. And this, she's the reason we got an A. Beautiful. Full, full, full disclosure. I'm a good student, but she's the reason we got an Beautiful. A. But that's Shout it. Shout out to you, girl. But that's it. The group project meant one person was doing 90% of the work. Yeah. Is bullshit. And yeah, it was on Chamberlain Coffee because the, the prompt was to do it on a, to basically create a, uh, reputational like brand, like plan. And it would include in it, you know, contingency plans for crises, um, like corporate social responsibility plans, mm -hmm. organizational leadership plans, all these things. And the company cannot be a company that already would likely have an established reputational kind of like plan. Right. So the first thing they were going to do was Delta. And then I like jumped in three days later and I was like, you guys, we literally can't do Delta. Like it literally says like, this has to be like, what did I suggested something. I forgot what I suggested. But I really liked my suggestion and now I can't remember it. Fuck. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't even know who Emma Chamberlain was. Yeah. I forget that and there's then, such a big age difference between yeah, us. I'm like, what I do you know, mean? I'm She's like, like, I have no idea who Emma Chamberlain is. Such a cool and, ass girl. Well, then I saw her photos and I'm like, oh, I've seen this bitch, the Met Gala. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I know who she is. She's got kind of a weird face. Yeah. Like she looks like she'd be like a nepotism baby that became a model or something. Yeah. I, so I love Emma, but here's an interesting question. So mm -hmm. I, growing up, my parents were both educators. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing every, every day, obviously with slight variation. Right. Mm -hmm. But my parents were both in elementary education. Mom was a principal. Dad was a teacher. Okay. But pretty much the same shit every day. Uh -huh. I no no fucking chance in hell. Could I ever be an educator? I need different things all the time. Me neither for probably a totally opposite reason, but I'm with you. But here's the thing. My dream is to be Emma Chamberlain because she's doing these massive undertakings and it's all different all the time. Sometimes she's working with Louis Vuitton and she's in Milan uh, for Paris Fashion uh, Week. Now not she's, Louis Vuitton. Now my she's dream. like shooting with Doc Martens. Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, she's opening her own fucking coffee chain. My lit we did that's what we did on we did on chamberlain coffee yeah my question is but what does she do so she's a youtuber 
Okay. And so she gained massive following on YouTube. And now she what was also her niche. Has a, like, was she just like talking about her life? lifestyle? She's just like this cute girl. But like, what would she put? Was it unboxings and shit? No, it was literally just lifestyle content. But her thing is that she's very relatable. Okay. She's so relatable. She has two cats and she just like lives by herself. And she's just a single girl. And she's got a kind of got like this like thrifty s yeah i've seen vibe I've seen her, yeah. to her mm-hmm. um but she's doing these massive things but they're all different and i would imagine I, so i would classify that as a work from home job because she all influencers are work from home a fucking dream because you can literally do passion projects yeah and but they can change all the time because now she what she maybe spent I'm going to give her a lot of credit here. I don't think it took a full year, but she could dedicate a year of her life. Yeah. Which in terms of somebody like me who gets hyper-focused on something, that's probably about the most I can dedicate to being hyper-focused on something. Mm -hmm. She could hyper-focus on making this coffee brand. Great. And then she has the people and the wherewithal to let it run on its own. And then she can go do this thing over here. She's an idea person. And she's got the brand to do it. And it's just... A fucking dream. So that is my ideal, obviously like super ideal dream, like yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't work not, from home situation. But. Yeah, I mean, I said all influencers work from home, but I'm not. I mean, obviously this girl works too. Oh being yeah, she an, works. Being she an gets inf- off her fucking ass and works. Being an influencer or any kind of content creation, content curating, um, brand promotion, um, kind of job. Even if it's not your brand and you're working for a company, but it's your job to like, you know, set up ambassadorships, oversee the brand president presence, you know, work with a third party to monitor social media trends and making sure like, I don't think a lot of companies do this, but whatever, to make sure tweets or campaigns are going to be well received on the platforms or put on all of this stuff. It's all creative, whether yeah. or not it's your content and you're, but you're the one that's monitoring it. You're the one that's going to force it to be successful. That's a lot of work. Influencers, yeah. whatever. And I know influencers a lot of the time talk about the algorithms and everything and, oh, this doesn't help me if you don't do this. And we all hate it and we're all annoyed. We don't want to see content with influencers talking about that. Um, by the way, like and subscribe, all of us, though. Um, mm-hmm. No one else but just us. Don't um, leave Don't <laughs> leave any negative reviews. Only five stars, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> just side note. But no one likes that a break in content. Ad break? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We know. I, I know what this is. We are all up on what influencers are now. I'm okay with an ad break, yeah. especially if you're an influencer I know only endorses things that you also like um and they also have to be solid recommendations yes don't tell me to go to tj maxx and go shopping that's bullshit also they have to fit your brand i'm not watching like i'm sorry a lifestyle brand like emma chamberlain i'm assuming or who's my favorite lifestyle person i'm trying to think of like one of my favorite oh i have an idea where's kirsty yeah it's like she's like a disney influencer person but she's the person who bought my dream bag she's great she's adorable but if she did like a sponsored ad and i don't even think she does sponsored ads but if she did it and was like i did a sponsorship with kleenex i'd be like what the fuck yeah and it's like you know who used to do this a lot who was big and then dropped off the planet who love taza i have not a clue who that is oh my god love taza was like the the queen bee of mormon mormon mommy blogging oh she was and she was so twee and she had her cute little bangs and she kept popping out kids like it was her job because it was content it is her job. yeah she needed the content and she had the cutest new york apartment oh cute and like everything about her was cute 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 i hated all the kid content but like her style was adorable yeah and like she was super cute and then <laughs> you want to know what took her out what 
I don't honestly know why she doesn't have a presence at all anymore, but she doesn't. During the pandemic, when the first thing, the first city that was hit really hard in America was New York. Yeah. New York was ground zero. She and her five kids and her family, and everyone was saying, the big, the big thing, CDC, um, WHO was saying, everyone was saying, do not leave the city you're in. Do not leave right. because you're going to spread it. Yeah. Bunker un- the fuck down. Yes. Buckle down. Don't leave your place, but don't go rent an Airbnb in Montana and spread whatever you yeah. picked up in New York. That's going to make things worse for the whole country. So what do they do? A week into this lockdown, they rented a mini, they rented a um, uh, motorhome and they posted a picture of them all piling into it. Take like a shot from above of the, the neighbors <coughs> taking a photo. And they said, yeah, we're getting out of town until this calms down basically. And then they went in, oh, we're only staying in campground. We're only staying in this. We're keeping to ourselves to somehow make it better. But that was it. That was the <sighs> moment people were like, you selfish bitch. And yeah. like, was she a selfish <clears throat> bitch? I mean, yes. But it was a pandemic. I don't honestly. But also knowing what we know now is completely different from what we knew that first Yeah. Week. And also like, I understand panic moves yeah do i think she should have stayed yeah absolutely yeah you should have done what was good for anybody and yourself and honestly the best thing you could have done at that time is fucking lock yourself down yeah but i understand the urge to protect yourself and your family at the same time if that's what you thought was the best thing now that does not extend to every thought possible with the pandemic because there's a lot of people that i'm like really i know um but that's what did her in that's crazy and then she moved to arizona and then her husband got a job in Arizona, and then they're just in Arizona. And the thing is, they, lo- they like, I think the thing was they moved into like a little rundown house they were going to redo, mm-hmm. but they lost so much interest in their socials <sighs> that they stopped posting about it. So the only thing they ever posted was like the family running around the cactuses at sunset. And like when people were used to home decor, right? Anthropology, New sponsorships, York. New York, life yeah. in New York, going to the Met, all of this stuff. Yeah. All these great cultural things you can do with your kids in New York. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, look, we're playing, you know, Maypole, around around the Maypole with this fucking yeah. Seguro cacti, whatever. I get it. Um, And she's like dropped off the face of the planet completely. <sighs> but she, I bring her up because she would do bullshit advertisements and sponsorships like that. Like I'm partnering with Kleenex and I'm like, why yeah. why is this a sponsorship i'm enduring right now she she sponsored a lot with meal kits which i cannot stand when influencers do meal kits and this is why and this is someone who was on a meal kit service but i and would take that sponsorship in a heartbeat but yours was also different mine was different yes and the thing is all of these that i that i'm talking about are when they cook them when they're yeah. like oh my god it's so easy to make and it's so good it's just like going to a restaurant yeah. i'm like bull fucking shit i want something that comes to me already made i can heat it up but it's optional like, yep. like it's pre it's like a chef just put it right in front of me that's what i want and HelloFresh does not do that nope. daily harvest which is a whole shit show for another reason yep. doesn't do that um i don't it was always watching her cook her little mill delivery services mm-hmm. and i'm just like i know you don't do this yeah for sure i know you don't do this and same thing with the, the, the bullshit we're partnering with clean i, I always say clean because that was the moment i was like i cannot trust her for at sure all. At all. But at least with Kleenex, I mean, everybody at one point or another needs it. I would be more skeptical if it was like, you know, somebody like that endorsing like an energy drink or something like that. Something you absolutely know. There's no fucking way that they Kleenex, I feel like, is universal. Kleenex also was making the rounds at that time. There were a couple makeup influencers, but not makeup like YouTube personalities that were like, Mm -hmm. oh, this video is sponsored by Kleenex. And it was like them making a cat eye and using Kleenex to like cut it. And I'm like, you really had to think of something to use. But I was just like, what the fuck is who did Kleenex bring into their PR department? Yeah, that is like we got to get in on influencers when you're Kleenex. Yeah, 
They I said d- it influencer was the, marketing. It was baby. a very weird month in social media where Kleenex was like going for everybody yeah. and watching all the different ways people were trying to make it relevant in their lives. Oh like, yeah. I would never, you guys, I would never ever take a sponsorship for a brand I didn't support, which is why I am going to talk about Kleenex. <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. It was very dumb. But when it comes to like, I, I, d- influencing is definitely a job. I'm very, cu- now that I'm talking, I'm very curious what will happen to Love Taza. I mean, she did release a book and it tanked then too. Well, there's a shock. I know. And I think it was. If after- everybody loses interest in you, you know what you do? You write a book oh, and then yeah. no one else buys it. The thing is, it was already in the, in the works and then the oh, thing happened. I mean, oh, I wonder awkward. if like book, book companies have, and publications have insurance for that kind of stuff. I know, I know movies do. Yeah. Like with the army hammer shit. Yeah. Like that, they had insurance cover that. And then that's why you couldn't get another acting job was because no studio, no insurer would help yeah. the studio hire him. He wasn't insurable. Although, you know what? Talking about relatable content and stuff like that. You know who I admire hmm. in terms of books? Stassi Schroeder. I love when Stassi. When she posted that raw ass video of her not making the New York Times bestsellers list. Yeah. I. Wait, wait, that wasn't her. Who was it? That was Lala. Oh, it was Lala. You right. I was like, Stassi made the New York Times bestseller list. It was Lala. I had a lot of respect for that because I... She's she's had this one goal. And I know how it is to hyperfixate on the one thing that makes you feel like you did it. And it wasn't for lack of trying either. No. It's one thing if, like, you know, you kind of go off and you like don't really mention By the way, it if you don't know who we're talking about these are stassi and lala i'm pretty sure you do but just in case you don't they are from a reality show on bravo co vanderpump rules which we've spoken about yes. but these are characters and if you um have not seen characters it people, i would recommend whatever. starting in the earlier scenes like so the seasons don't start right now no the earlier seasons are where it is at yes um and i just found that and in- to be incredibly vulnerable and i really appreciate that because as somebody who it was hard watching it because i already knew she hadn't made that so it was like watching her be like oh we're getting a cake made for when i I make it and i was like oh god this is so painful to watch well and it's like you know you and i put ourselves out there yeah like that and it's just i can imagine if you and i had worked so hard for something and that was our sole focus you know just like emma like if we had one thing to say we made it this is our goal and then it's in reach and then it's just under the mark yeah yeah but and then to share that with the world. Yeah. Like, it, it's one thing to have, like, a pity party between you and yeah. me. It's another thing to share that with everybody yeah. else. So, I don't know. I just thought that that was really cool. It was. And when it comes... And speaking of good PR, um, I'm getting my master's in public relations. So, I, while I'm not a PR professional, like, I'm in the midst of... I'm, like, deep in it right now. Um, I remember the first thing that Stassi Schroeder did where I was like, that is... Oh, awful look and it was on her podcast and she went on a tangent and i don't remember the specifics but it was very white privilege mm. microaggression full full aggression Shit. um to the point that another person on the show called her out for it yeah and they got into it it was mm-hmm. ariana and um because it sounded like an ignorant white elitist like of course well, what's the big deal i, I forget what the t- what it was but it was something akin to like akin not this topic but Scarlett Johansson being like, I should be able to play a tree if I want to. And not right. understanding the implications of the yeah. fact that you can't play an Asian woman if you're not Asian. Correct. Um, so it was kind of like that. And Ariana called her out. And she was, I think it had a lot to do with the people she was around at the time were, who were not good people if you watch the show um, and were not good influences. But th- the seeds of ignorance were there. Yeah. Stassi is an extremely funny person. Very relatable. Very watchable. But that was always in the background. So when the Black Lives Matter movement really exploded in 2020, 
and people wanted to treat it like Me Too, yeah. where they were like, anyone even touching anything yep. that could be racist, we are getting rid of you. We do not care how important you are to our show. You yeah. are done. And she got axed. Yeah. I understood it, to For be sure. honest. I, I was surprised she came before Jax, because Jax was a big pile oh my of God. fucking problematic shit. Yeah. But I understood it. And I always did have a problem with what she said, being good content on TV or not. But the fact that she bounced, the, the way she bounced back from it was brilliant. Yeah. And it was good PR, but it was good PR. And whether this is true or not, I have no idea. I don't know personally. That makes me honestly think she did do a lot of self-reflection because she was forced to take a break during the time because she got pregnant. Yep. So she was kicked off her show. And she, she lost her podcast. Lost her podcast. Didn't talk to anybody for one and a half, two years. Yeah. And then came back and the whole her whole vibe of her new book, I think it's off with her head, right? Yeah, It's off with her head. And it's not, it's not self-victimizing at all. I haven't read the book, but I've read excerpts and stuff and I know the vibe of it. And it's very much like, you know what? This is what happens when you're famous. This is what happens when you have a podcast. And this is what happens when you know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, I also, in terms of Stassi, I commended her because, I mean, we just talked about like the kardashians and how they always kind of like evade the actual questions you really do man she went on the tamron hall i think is her name oh i know she went on that um and she went on her show and she actually talked about it like and i think and there's no way she could have done that unless she actually did the work to learn yeah. about it. And like whether you think it's performative or not. Yeah, like I said, I don't know her personally. The fact could that be really she good literally stood there and it was virtual, but essentially eye to eye. And she knew and she was going to get creamed. Yeah. And had the conversation, mm-hmm. I think is commendable. Yeah. Because I know I love Leah Michelle, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen that. No, we haven't. You know, there's a lot of people that just kind of like do a little like you know oh i'm so sorry uh, yeah i'm sorry you took this the wrong way apology then they disappear for a while and come yeah. back and hope you forget yeah i think it takes a lot to fucking not necessarily double down on what you did but like say like you know what i fucked up she made an entire book about the fact she fucked up yeah like and then she was like willing to have these conversations and willing and there are other people who were fired from the show along with her that did not do anything silence. like that. It's complete silence, silence. complete and they're still trying to move, work it they're still trying to make sponsorships they're still trying to do ambassadorships they're still trying to partner with companies they're still trying to be social media influencers even though they lost the show and they haven't addressed why they were fired for the same reason she was at all yeah and it's just like god you guys are so unlikable but i really i mean stassi schroeder is fantastic she's a great reality star she She knows how to work it she makes great tv she's actually a very good writer um, I know these people have ghostwriters and stuff, but it's still her voice. I mean, yeah. it's very much in her voice. Her style is great, too. Style's great. She's, you know who she is to me? She's a Khloe Kardashian. She knows the deal. She yeah. knows the trade-off. She knows the job she wants to have, and she knows what's required of her to be successful at it, yeah. which means you need to lay it all out there. Yeah, I agree. You can't have, and it seems like a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. You don't get to have, <laughs> not to be like a... Uh, off with her head but you don't get to have your cake and eat it too yeah you don't get to be for that type of celebrity yeah but i also think you know kind of circling back to like the work from home thing and like creating boundaries mm-hmm. i don't i do think even though if you're an influencer there also still needs to be some sort of boundaries because i would imagine yes. you would also still feel the same way of like i could be doing this i could be doing this well you know i think i would hope you know i think i know i would hope <laughs> um 
that people that are influencers have a setup similar to kind of like what you have set up since what you guys do for your jobs as well, which is you work from home for some of it, but if you're an influencer, it'd be all of it, but you have dedicated spaces. Yeah. And I remember you saying earlier that your dream is to have like a completely separate space that doesn't touch your home for really obvious reasons yes. that are coming up in this work from home conversation. Yeah. Um, but I would hope that they have a similar setup as well. Yeah. And they, but maybe not, maybe some people, I mean, there's, there's people that move into content houses and that like they share it and like, all you, that seems you have no life. Like a fucking nightmare. Me? I think so too. Uh-uh. It's like a farm. Yeah. It has a content farm. Yeah. And I think they do it for good networking and stuff. But for me, uh-uh. that's like the ultimate you cannot separate. That makes me nauseous. And what if you're in that house with people who create content who you don't agree with? Not that you don't like, you literally don't agree with. Like, well, I, I'm not sharing a fucking room with Logan Paul. Well, I was just going to say, throw like, him out the window. What if, like, you know, because, you know, it's so fucking funny. I also thought of the Paul brothers. <laughs> what if. They're so goddamn unlikable. We're in the same house and their content is them pay- playing a prank on me. Where prank, the fuck does Prankster that... influencer people are the worst. Where, you know, where the fuck do you draw that line? You know what I mean? Yes. So, I don't know. I'm sure. In the universe, there is a perfect work from home scenario mm-hmm. that exists for me and one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if y'all have any ideas, please let me know. Tell yes. me all about your work from home situation. Yeah. I'm nosy. I want to know what kind of cool gadgets and gizmos do you have? Do you have one of those treadmills? Are they breathing down your neck about your productivity? Like, and if so, like, have you found a really cool hack to get around it? Like the little mouse movers? Because that's kind of cool. Also, if you have a desk that you sit at consistently... Do you have one of those aesthetic desks where you have all your highlighters facing the same way? You're white out right here. Like, I know that that is so unrealistic for me because I know the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I want it so bad. Well, we all want to start that way. Yeah. I mean, like I talked before how, like, I need, <laughs> like, I have, like, if my environment's chaotic, I can exist in it for a little bit before, but the second I get stressed in other ways, it's it's my environment that needs to be fixed first. Yeah. I will not have a straight head until what I'm looking at, what I'm living in, and what I'm working in is also, like, straight and organized. Um, but I love – I mean, not back to school supplies or anything, but it's so fun going to Target or something oh and picking, like, organizers. Same and new planner. <sighs> there was, there was uh, someone I follow on Instagram, and honestly, like, three-fourths of who I follow on Instagram are influencers, so it's probably an influencer – and uh, she was showing like her makeup drawer and passing mm-hmm. like, oh, I just because she was grabbing a product. And of course, everyone, she, she had all these wonderful little like organizers in uh-huh. there. And she, like three stories later, she's like, OK, so all of my messages right now are about how I organize my makeup drawer. I didn't know you guys cared. And I'm like, this was all part of your plan. Oh, yeah. You knew we would care. You were looking for engagement, honey. Uh huh. And so she put out like exactly the links to get them on Amazon. And they were cheap as shit. And I for Love like that. a week was having so much fun organizing my makeup and hair drawer. I love that for you. And honestly, I look at myself and my chaotic, like gremlin, like hood rat self with my makeup drawer. I just sh- nothing was separate. Everything mm-hmm. was just thrown in like a junk drawer in a kitchen. Right. And like I would had my hair dryer cord wrapped around my straightener cord and my hair ties were tied around and tangled up and everything. And I'm just like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. This cost you can get a set of 11 tray organizing trays for three fucking dollars on Amazon and have a week of fun. Yeah. There you go. Feeling like an adult. And you were just, and you can rest your leg while doing it. I could. And I was just like, 
that's when I got really into like organizing and stuff. Ugh, and Marie Kondo helped too because she's just so fucking adorable. She's so cute. I know. Ugh. And her whole like everything needs to have a home. Does this spark joy? And as much as we like kind of make fun of that saying now, like I love to declutter and I yeah. always think, does this spark joy? Does it make me happy? Or am I holding on? Because yeah. I think maybe in 10 years I'll look back and be happy I kept it. That's not the yeah. same fucking thing. I'm in a constant just hamster fucking wheel of decluttering. Yeah, because we're consumers. Yeah. That's, I actually changed my bio on my Instagram to be, it used to say Luminous Bean, mm-hmm. which was a Yoda quote, by the way, from Star Wars. <laughs> Second best character, I know. baby. Um, but I actually changed it to be um, something of being a consumer, like uh, like full-time consumer or something like that. Because honestly, the biggest part of my personality is that I'm a consumer. Yeah. I love consuming content. I love buying shit. I love mm-hmm. trying new shit. Yeah. I love hearing drama. If there's anything yeah. about me is I am a consumer. Yeah. I love taking stuff in. Yeah, I want to be in the know, but I'm also material girl. Yes, big time. Oh, And yes. so decluttering is like a part of that, If I, unless I want to be a goddamn hoarder. But like, yeah. yeah, and then it comes down to it. I think my b- biggest personality trait is I'm a consumer. So for work from home, that'd be great because I'd be constantly decluttering. Well, yeah, and you could also, while you're like listening to said conference call, mm-hmm. be online shopping, adding things to your cart. Oh my god! Letting them sit for a couple of days, obviously. Dude, I had I had a job marinate. once that they loved to watch our productivity. We had, it was a go to the office one, um, and they put a camera <gasps> right above Mm-mm. my desk. And I gotta tell you, the second they put the cameras above the desks, was the day I decided not to give one single fuck about how much I was on the computer. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like web browsers and stuff because I'm just like, this is nuts. Yeah. Am I, is there anything wrong with my productivity? Am I getting my work done? Yeah. Yes. Then why do you freaking care? Yeah. Why do you freaking care? You would see me playing Lilo and Stitch like sandwich stacker. I think honestly, I spent an entire day looking through Emily Henderson, who's an entire interior design, looking through her blog for ideas and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Fucking look through it. I don't even think you guys are going to watch it. I don't even think you're going to watch it. It's just there to be big brother and scare us into answering emails that aren't coming in because I've already answered them all. Yeah. Like I'm just this. It was that it was like that Michael Scott meme where he's like, I'm going to do it harder. (laughs) I'm going to not do my job harder. Absolutely. Um, I saw another TikTok um, and she was like, Oh, you're paying me minimum wage? That's minimum effort. Thank you very much. If you Mm -hmm. want me to exceed those expectations, you're going to have to exceed the minimum as well. I'm like, fucking fair. I freak, I fucking love millennial and Gen Z TikTok when it comes to them making work TikToks. Because literally- Hell hath no fury. Hell hath no fury. I've gotten more self-confidence watching it. I love finding out new ways to word things. Like if I have to do it, like I said, I said delicate subject, I go right to TikTok. Sorry, mom, you're not the person I go to anymore to ask for things. I don't care if you were a boss. I'm going to go TikTok. Um, I love TikTok. And also all those creators probably work from home. We all know that the guy with the dick and the duck works at home. Oh, Anthony Tutern, Tony or something. Tutern Anthony, I think it is. Listen. It's a duck, by the way. It's definitely a duck, not a goose. Well, Mr. Anthony with your duck goose magic. You've got a great work from home situation. All you do yeah. is have sex and raise your ducks. And so happy for you. Very happy. Good job paying off your college, your sister's college. That's fantastic. I know. Really nice guy, apparently. So yeah, work from home is a mystery, to, I think, to both of us because it's kind of like Oz. Like what is behind the curtain? Yeah. And or it's like pick a door. You know, like one of those things, are, are you going to get the shitty work from home job? That's more work than it is. Are you going to get the, the shitty work from home job? That was a trap and like entrapped you with it's like, we're not a work culture place. We're not no. going to call you family. Or are you going to get the one in three or whatever? That's 
yeah. the dream. Or like what's worth it, right? Like is your job kind of like meh, but like you feel like you're paid fairly. And so like even though you're not super passionate about it, like you could ride it out for a little bit mm-hmm. until something better comes along. Yeah. You know, just let us know. We're mm-hmm. so curious. We both don't work from home, but we both idolize it. So and we like that from ourselves one day. It just looks so romantic. It does. Oh. It does. Anything where you get to be in control of your own life. Yes. Is obviously the dream and is always romantic. I mean, the more you can be in control of your own life, your own finances, your own time. Yeah. Is the most you can honestly hope for, in my opinion. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's literally all we have for you guys today. Yeah, we really want to talk about the work from home situation. Yeah, and I honestly, I feel like we had such a good conversation and we like fleshed this whole thing out. Now I just need other people's input yes. to kind of see where I go from here. Yeah, so if you have tips, like I would love to know where you found the job. Like where did you get recruited from? Where is the good place? Like Indeed sucks. Indeed's a wide net you're, yep. you're casting, so you're going to get responses, but it's not going to get you that niche job where it's like it's a work from home deal that like really is like yeah. a good work from home deal where they value your work and they know you also have a home life and et cetera. So like, yeah, what recruiter did you use? What recruiting system did you use? Did you go through LinkedIn? Is LinkedIn even worth it for this younger sort of generation I've where you're not held off on LinkedIn. I've never had one. And I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't really? want people I know to see how I am at work and how I present myself at work. So I'm so scared to have a LinkedIn and like have them see like work Tara. You know, what's <laughs> so interesting is I feel like a loser on LinkedIn because I only have 136 or 138 connections. That's I don't need anxiety about how badly my networking is, but I'm just like, half the people on my LinkedIn, I have not a fucking clue who they are. But then I go to some of my friends and it says 500 plus connections. I'm like, how are you meeting these people? Do I literally live under a rock? I don't think they're me. I think it's the, I think it's the version of like follow, follow back. I mean, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. I mean, I let them come to me. (laughs) Do it, do it. But no, I haven't created a LinkedIn yet and I'm scared. And now it's been so long that I'm scared to do it. Like, where has she even been all this time then? Yeah, but like, once you get your master's, I feel like that would be the perfect time to just flex that. Perfect. Just I'm a like, little my bit. My master's is going to be done for like another year and a half. Yeah. You know, maybe create it, like get a couple of connections. <laughs> like and then seven, I'm like, I'm scared to make a LinkedIn, guys. No, but like, so you create it maybe two, three months before you graduate. True. Get a couple connections. Mm-hmm. And then once you graduate, you post your graduation. And it's not even that I'm scared of like writing like my resume or my skills. I'm a good resume writer. I have resumes waiting. I like, I'm... I know how to write a resume. I know how to do an elevator pitch, all that stuff. By the way, elevator pitches are bullshit. But um, I, again, I just have a, there's a side of me. I just, not that I'm embarrassed. I guess I am embarrassed. I don't know. I feel like I'm just such a fuck this, fuck that, whatever, direct person like in real life. And I'm not usually like that at work in any job that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want them to be like, what happened to Tara? (laughs) I think it's also different too, because as somebody, so I've worked for the same company since I was 2018. So what is that? Four years ago? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was 22. You, Mm -hmm. I've met met you many different lives. That's what I was going to say. Like (laughs) I've known you for, I don't know, probably about a year ish now. Mm -hmm. Right. Every time we talk, it sounds like you've literally lived 9,000 different lives. You lived in Hawaii. You've been to Fiji. You were a photographer. I did not go to Fiji. Let me clarify. Right. I would well, love you. You went somewhere. Bora Bora. 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 Yeah. Um, you um, was a were a photographer. photographer. I was an you, esthetician. Yeah. I like, not, was never licensed, but I did get trained to be an ultrasound technician. Never licensed, but. But like, it just sounds like you have so like many like interests and you've had such a 
crazy I'm a like, Gemini <laughs> scope of knowledge you uh, know no it's just funny because a mutual friend brought this up to me too and we never talked about it before and I said something like about being a photographer or something in the past and they were just like yeah of course of course and I was like what do you mean they're like you un- you don't even understand like no one can have a conversation with you because you're just like I've done that or I've read about that or I yeah. know someone and I'm just like I have always considered myself so fucking flighty and like non-committal really? Yeah, I'm an esthetician, licensed, but not practicing. I went to ultrasound school, licensed, but I've been trained. Like, I've just, like, literally the definition of jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Although I will stand by my photography. I'm a good landscape photographer. But, go. I mean, like I said, that was an incredibly saturated market, and you cannot be successful in landscape yep. photography anymore on social media, so bounced. But, yeah. I Work mean, smarter, not harder, baby. There's I have a lot of interest, man. There yeah. was a while I wanted to be a script supervisor on movie sets and Hell yeah. when I was in Hawaii and I did like a real quick, like one day thing on the set of lost mm-hmm. networking. Um, it wasn't networking. I got there from networking and I was so overwhelmed by the toxic energy on film sets and Lost was not one of the worst ones at all. I mean, honestly, it was probably a totally normal set. Yeah. And most of the people from there were workers from Hawaii. Um, but I was just like, no, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this environment. Well, you see very black and white. You know what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. But you know what being a script supervisor is, is attention to detail. Yeah. That's all you do. So I'm just like, that would have been a dream because all I do is watch movies and one of those people are like, hey, you weren't holding that before. <laughs> or why are, Why is your tie like this much? Or Yeah. You know stupid. what? I feel like you would notice and I, you know, now thinking about it, like I really do wish that you were kind of a producer <laughs> when people go on the phone to make a fake phone call and you see their phone, their screensaver. Like you I know, haven't ever noticed that happen. Was someone that blatant? Yeah. Oh, yikes. It happens all the fucking time. You know what? I have maybe seen it actually be a real ass phone call maybe five times. So two of my biggest pet peeves in films and honestly, Life Crime Christmas movies are one of the biggest um, offenses <laughs> when it comes to this particular yes. one is when people are supposed to have coffee and it, they, it's clearly a fucking empty cup yeah. because they're just throwing their hand around and talking yeah. with their hands. Yeah. And I'm like, there is no coffee in that cup, yo. Okay. And then that bugs me. And the other thing is also with phone calls, when they don't leave any room for a conversation to actually happen. Now, I know feasibly it is probably not smart to let an entire full-length conversation go where someone will be yeah. talking to you. But when they're like, hi, mom. I'm good. How are you? Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, but mom, I'm not done. It's like, there's no way you're talking to yeah. someone because it's a fucking monologue. Well, clearly they've never had a phone call with their mom because moms go on forever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's another pet peeve of mine. So detail oriented. But um, if you promise to write an embarrassing stories, I remember I will not remember your name. That'll yeah. never be said. So definitely write in embarrassing stories. Yeah. Work from home. I don't care if it was from episodes ago. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. We got a really funny embarrassing story from someone. Um, by the way, I'm going to share it real quick and then we're going to be done. But the embarrassing story was that basically she went to the DMV when she was a kid, 15, to get her, I believe, permit or license. But I think it was her license. And she went and the person was like, oh, yes, go to this computer. They went. The questions look weird, but they did it. And then they passed and they found out they were taking the licensure or whatever test to become a trucker. But like that, I understand how that could kind of be embarrassing, but that fucking sounds like a flex. They said their dad was like kind of going all around being like, my daughter passed the trucker exam. But like, <laughs> I cannot tell you a test besides like one of those tests that came you in. You passed like, a test you didn't study for? Yeah. Yes, that's a flex. Like the only test I've ever not studied for and passed is something that's like in the J14 magazine when you're trying to figure <gasps> out what. J14? Yeah. Thank 
sorry, I've been obsessed this episode with the fact that Chris and I exist on opposite ends <laughs> of the millennial spectrum. However, the fact that you know what J14 J14, is. Tiger Beat, like the whole thing. Shut the fuck up! Yeah! I'm so happy you know that. That was um like my entire year when I was 12 and 13. Oh my God. I loved J14. I love You know why I love J14? Why? Because the editor for J14 was dating JC Chazay from NSYNC at the time. Oh my God, JC <laughs> so I, I had to read J14 to understand what JC Chazay liked because clearly it was going to be in J14. Of course. And you know what? He was going to fall madly in love with you and you were going to be his perfect girl. Hey, you know what? There's still time and he's not famous anymore and I'm single. Hey, you know what? JC Chazay, if you are out there. And if you still like brunettes, because I think that might be your type. There not you that, go. Not that I clocked it when I was 13 and was obsessed with your every single move. Um, but I'm pretty sure you still like brunettes and I'm single. And she is brunette. Mm-hmm. If you're just listening to audio. Well, I, I got blonde highlights, but we can make it darker. Yeah, it's fine. I'll That's do fine. that for you. Minor adjustments. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week if I went darker for JC. <laughs> we'll see you next time on. <laughs> Way too honest. <laughs> oh, that would be so fucking funny if we just did like um tara's road to a date with jc shazay it just Dude, if we start getting more followers i'm going to start a campaign that'd be so fucking funny we should he's not that fa- he's like hardly famous anymore he doesn't do anything he, pro- he lives in la and he produces music that's so fucking funny okay should we wrap it up or should we leave that as a a little blooper at the end yeah let's do it <laughs> bye bye <laughs>